In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. If you would like to be a part of the show, all you need to do, and you know what you need to do, go to social media, go to Instagram, go to Twitter, and find us at game day CLE and send us a line and we'll figure it out and we'll we'll use your content on our show for free that's what i like Give i'm us some all about crowdsourcing for content that's that is right. what social media was built for crowdsourcing for free content daryl before we get back to the browns i'm curious your thoughts on the nfc offensive player of the week baker mayfield good for him I think Browns fans were genuinely excited for him this week. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't – I said it. I don't think that Browns fans should uh, harbor any ill will towards Baker. I think that there's every reason in the world to root for him. Um, I think that it's not mutually exclusive that you're disappointed in how things ended here, but also at the same time you're appreciative for him helping get the franchise back on the rails, right? Because before his arrival, they literally could not win a single football game and did not win a single football game. And he's the guy that got up at the combine in Indianapolis and said, if there's anybody in this draft, that's going to go to Cleveland and turn that mess around. It's going to be me. And while he did not achieve what fans hoped that he was going to achieve or the organization hoped that he was going to achieve, I think that you can still appreciate and respect him and what he was able to do during the 2020 season. They won 11 games. They hadn't won 11 games since 1994. They won a playoff game. Not only did they win a playoff game, they beat the holy crap out of the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Um, Granted, it wasn't exactly a hostile environment because nobody was really allowed to be there except for some friends and, and some family. But still, the bottom line is they went and kicked the Steelers' ass for four quarters in a playoff game. So, and they were a play or two or three away from getting to the conference championship game. So I I don't get the hostility that some people have towards him still. Um, I, I just I feel like that you can be disappointed that he didn't reach the heights that everyone expected him to, but also at the same time, wish, you know, wish him well in his career with the caveat being you hope he sucks every time he does play against the Cleveland Browns. Let me ask you this question. As we look back at that pand- pandemic year, did the pandemic and the way the season played out and the fact that we had a new coach that was had to have everything totally in the bubble, and that everyone was isolated and had to figure out a way to get it done. Does that is does that make that season really fluky? And is the reason they were able to win? Let's face it, their head coach wasn't even at the playoff game. <laughs> yeah, but think Prefer. about that. Mike Prefer won that game. Yeah, the that's right. That Mike... won, the guy that I said should be fired because the special teams have sucked this year. That's right. He's he's now granted. I I, I believe officially in the record book though, Stefanski gets credit for that victory. But Prefer was the one managing that game that night. Did yeah, that I, help? Did that help? Yes, the fact that I, it was a pandemic? I firmly believe that the Browns, in a re, had that been a regular season, no, I, I think the, the pandemic may have been one of the best things to happen to the Cleveland Browns organizationally because of 
not so much the challenges that the pandemic presented in. And obviously, uh, you know, they unfortunately had a lot of people contract COVID during that season. Um, I mean, they were one of the the teams that had to be the ultimate flexible. I mean, hell, they had to play the Jets without any wide receivers. And here they come to haunt us again, the Jets. (laughs) The Jets. Um, But at the same time, it forced them into a bunker mentality. It for it basically forced them basically into a bunker. The only thing of normalcy for them was football, right? For anybody really during the during, during the pandemic, football, and um, you know, no, all the ancillary distractions around the team were eliminated because of the pandemic. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of wonder if the I wonder if the same operational structure, minus the daily COVID testing and all that kind of stuff, set that you know, setting that aside. But like, I wonder if nobody, other than football people, being a lot around the football team, the last two years, if this right. team would have been much better. I honestly, I honestly wonder that. Yeah, let me go back to the present here for a second. JOK hurt linebacking core. I mean, if you look on our lads to see what the depth chart looks like, and you play linebacker. Um, because if so, Joe Woods would like to have a conversation. With well, him. I can tell you, I, I'm good for one play. I'll take the concussion, and then I'd be happy to, uh, I'd be happy to enjoy my retirement. I take the I, NFL I, pension. My, uh, my smart ass comment is, I can go out there and miss just as many tackles. Oh, no, that's mean. I no, I, I, you get shelled. You make it one play. I think I'd be out of breath just putting on. I would intentionally miss tackles. I'd be like, no, I want no. I am going to be making business decisions for four quarters. <laughs> That's fine. It would be four quarters of Daryl Ryder making business decisions. <laughs> what do you What do you think about JOK being out and the, just all these injuries they've, they've suffered at linebacker? Joe Woods even said it on Wednesday. He's never seen anything like this. Not not with one particular position group. I mean, Anthony Walker, and then the guy that replaced him, Jacob Phillips, and then the guy that replaced him, Sione Takitaki, and the guy that replaced him, JOK. I mean, it's just it is it, it it's 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 been difficult. Um, and you almost have to factor that in. Yeah, you know what I mean when you talk yeah. about this defense and that can't play the way they want to play. Um, for all the criticism I had earlier about in the season about the run defense and stuff like that, it's it's just it's hard not to think that there's a cause and effect related to these injuries, right? Right. Um, and and then obviously the the performance of the run defense, <clears throat> also the fact that they need some help at defensive tackle, and Andrew Berry really failed to shore that up like that's the 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 double whammy if you will but yeah i just i if any of y'all can play a linebacker i think that uh andrew barry kevin stefanski and joe woods would like to see you at 76 Woodgrove boulevard i say that tongue in cheek don't I be know, up to the I facility. Know, I know. um daryl i want to throw a question I, I we got a question on twitter um and it's from danny Calafoot. I'm interested to hear this because I first of all I'll say I'll say what my answer is first and then I'll I'll give a hand it over to you. Question. I'd like to hear your thoughts on Colin. If Stefanski was fired by the Browns, how many what teams do you think would want him as a head coach? First of all, I don't think Kevin Stefanski is getting fired. Nobody there'd be m- way more fire right now if he was if he was gone. There'd be too many stories, too many little rumor things going on. 
I don't think he's going anywhere. Let's start there. What do you think? No, he's not going anywhere. I, I, I think I, and, and the, I almost feel like he's been coaching that way the whole season too. You think? Yeah. I do. To wait to get to Deshaun or to... There's just been no sense of urgency with this year's team. There's just been none. And, and I so, never thought there would be, there's no accountability for the, some of the bad things that nope, have happened. No, nope, yeah. Other than sitting a guy out for a play. Okay. But you understand what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. Just, no sense of urgency. And, and I think that one of Kevin Stefanski's biggest deficiencies is he doesn't kick anybody in the ass. At least he doesn't do it publicly. He might, he might do it privately. I don't know, but like just something's missing there from a motivational standpoint. This team does not look like, and has not looked like all season, like they're motivated. They were motivated for Monday night football against the Bengals. Like they, they played with their ass on fire that night. Right. Maybe we this week because we're on national TV, they'll do it again. We, we haven't seen that much this year. And, and, and that's the thing. Like, my take on this, on this team, Andy, would be so much differently, or so much different, I should say, if the team just sucked. Like, if they, did, if they, did, if they had so many holes on the roster, right? If you looked at the, the 53 and you're like, this is Swiss cheese. There's holes everywhere. My take would be so much different. I wouldn't be as critical. I wouldn't be as harsh. But they, I just, I don't feel bad for saying that I really believe that this was a complete wasted season and they underachieved. Regardless of how they finish this year, even if they went out nine and eight, still underachieving. Eight and nine, still underachieving. Like, I just feel like they completely underachieved this year. There was, you know, the effort was there. Don't get me wrong. There's a difference. I'm not saying that they weren't trying, but I just never got a sense of urgency, a sense of unity, a sense of team, a sense of those intangibles. Um, I, I think I've used the analogy with you before. You know, Tito Francona has people skills in the sense that, he he knows how to push the buttons of his guys. JB Bickerstaff has shown he knows how to push the buttons with his guys. I don't know that Kevin Stefanski knows how to push any buttons other than going to the whiteboard and drawing up a bunch of fancy plays. He's a very intelligent football mind. Don't misunderstand me. But there are intangibles that come with being a head coach in the National Football League and I'm just not sold that Kevin Stefanski possesses those intangibles. But all that said, he will be back next year, in my opinion, barring some epic, epic end-of-season disaster. Gerald, do you know who you just described? Every Browns head coach that's come through here since 1999? Nope. You just described Henry Winkler in The Waterboy. You think? Henry was a genius, right? Then they figured it out. I'm just saying, that's what it sounded like. Did you? 
I'm just processing that you compared Kevin Stefanski. No, you did. Henry Winkler and the I'm water I'm telling boy. you, while you were saying this, all I could think about was Henry Winkler and the water boy. I think he's a much better coach than that. But although Henry Winkler did win. I call it H2O on game day. <laughs> they won, man. Maybe that's what they need. They need Adam Sandler to come be their water boy. Forget white face mask. Get Sandler here. Get Drew Carey out to smash the guitar to sweet child of mine. Get Adam Sandler to be the water boy. They did beat Jerry Reed. The coach of the day. Didn't they win the Bourbon Bowl? They won the Bourbon Bowl. They did win the Bourbon Bowl. I'd be happy to go to the Bourbon Bowl right now. Daryl, let's leave it at that. Mallory Valancourt or whatever. Oh, yeah. Vicky Valancourt. Vicky Valancourt. Devil. Vicky Valancourt can be, I don't know, the uh don't even go there. Just stop. Let's just stop. Because we all know why Gators are you're so you're watery. you're in enough trouble as it is comparing Kevin's to fancy. I I didn't Daryl, Daryl, you all I said was you painted a picture of a very, very smart coach that just couldn't get it done. Maybe if the Browns play in the Bourbon Bowl, we're good to go. <laughs> I didn't. Coach you did. Clyde. You can eat that. I'm Coach not eating that. Clyde. Coach Clyde. So let's see. It better than you. Him. What did you call? What did you? Uh, I, I called him Wilson. So Wilson. Let's, let's let's recap. <clears throat> but I've have you noticed Kevin that he's dropped his cards down now? He doesn't I, put I, them over his face anymore. I I've called Kevin Stefanski Wilson from Home Improvement. Because yes. the only thing you used to see is his eyeballs and his headset. And now you've called you've called Stefanski Coach Clyde. I have not, but you can leave it at that for our amazing producer, Meredith Kane, who had to sit through this episode. Got to tell you, what a blast. What a blast. We're back on Saturday for post-game edition. It'll be the Browns and Ravens looking forward to it. It's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. Those podcasts aren't the